नमो ओम विष्णु पदाय कृष्ण पृष्ठाय भूतले श्रीमते भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी नितिनामिने नमस्ते सरस्वती देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिने निर्विशेष शून्यवादी पाश्चत्यादिशुतारिने श्रील प्रभुपाद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा आई नो इट्स लिटिल inconvenient not little inconvenient maybe quite inconvenient for many of you but uh, what to do like <laughs> anyway spiritual life means austerity <laughs> and what is the definition of austerity the definition of austerity is undertakings voluntarily undertaking some physical difficulties for a higher benefit so i hope i'll be able to provide you the higher benefit <laughs> <laughs> so how are you all doing spiritually so become fixed up in your spiritual life very nicely and spiritual life huh? what is the life of a vaishnava huh? what is a spiritual personality supposed to do there are three uh, things that chaitanya mahaprabhu suggested a vaishnava is expected to do three, three things jive daya meaning mercy to the living entities name ruchi taste for the holy and vaishnava seva serving the devotee name ruchi jive daya vaishnava seva so is it happening that is what we have to always consider actually spiritual life means always being aware of our spiritual purpose being always concerned about our spiritual objective and what is the basic spiritual objective the basic spiritual objective is take full advantage of our situation here to go back to where we actually belong to maybe you can come forward a little bit there is some space so one or two persons can <coughs> shulakshana coming <coughs> and what is our main objective do you always do you want to stay here forever in this no. material no matter how much we want to stay here someday we have to go but unfortunately we end up at the wrong place we after we leave but we get we end up in a <laughs> wrong situation the right situation is back to the spiritual and for that matter death actually comes with an opportunity when the time comes to leave the body it comes with an opportunity opportunity to go back because as long as we have this material body we have to be here and not only this gross body as long as we have a subtle body we have to 
is everyone aware of gross body and subtle body uh, how many bodies how many material bodies we have how many of you know please raise your hand okay very good and don't take it for granted I ask you to raise hand uh, you don't know oh. <laughs> or is it a smart question <laughs> okay since you asked can everybody hear me Huh? Okay. <coughs> this body, okay. How many types of material elements are there? Is it only five? <laughs> Very good. Three, uh, rather five gross and three subtle. So with five gross elements, we have this gross body. This body is a gross body. And beyond this body, we have another body which is made of mind, intelligence and falsehood. How many of you think you have mind? <laughs> and intelligence? <laughs> falsehood? <laughs> so, these are the three subtle elements. With these three subtle elements, we have another body. How do we know that we have this body? subtle body huh? when we fall asleep then the gross body are we aware of no. but are we aware of another person another body yes. with another body do we do things huh? that is the subtle body the body with which we dream huh, is the subtle body so at the time of death we leave the gross body but the subtle body remains. And the subtle body takes us to the next material destination. Now in order to go back to the spiritual world, we have to become free from the subtle body. Because subtle body won't die. Subtle body won't be destroyed. The only way we can be free from the subtle body is by engaging these three elements in the service of Krishna. Like mind, what does the mind do? Mind is dragging our consciousness to the material direction. Dhyate vishayan punksha The consciousness is coming from where? Does the consciousness come from the brain? <coughs> Where does the consciousness come from? From the soul. And from the soul, the consciousness is going to the mind. And through the mind, then, through the senses, is running to the objects of the senses. Whatever we are perceiving, they are actually objects of the senses. What we see, objects of the eyes. What we hear, object of the hearing and so forth. So that is all happening because the mind is taking the consciousness and projecting it through that. Now, on the other hand, let's consider, say, some object is there in front of your eyes, but if the mind is not tuned in, do you see that? There are some sounds you don't hear, but only when the mind is tuned into the ears, then you be see the sound. Uh, like we started to hear some sounds outside. <laughs> Beforehand, we didn't actually hear that. So, <clears throat> so mind is, so this is how we see. The senses are there. Unless and until the consciousness is projected through the mind, through the senses, through the object, we don't perceive those objects. Now, this is how mind is tying us down to this material nature. Now, therefore, what Krishna suggested in Bhagavad Gita, what to do with the mind? Manmana bhava. 
with your mind you think of me now when the mind is thinking of krishna then is the mind materially projected or spiritual so this is how mind is spiritualized now when the in this way when one becomes constantly engaged in serving krishna then what happens to intelligence dadami buddhi yogam tam krishna gives buddhi yoga so intelligence is spiritualized so what we are left with now intelligent a false ego so when one becomes engaged in serving krishna then what happens does his false identity remains his real identity becomes manifest which is jive swarup hoy krishna nitada so see in this way by being engaged in devotional service what happened to the mind got spiritualized intelligence spiritualized false ego spiritualized so this subtle body doesn't die the subtle body becomes spiritualized and that spiritualization is the situation in one's actual constitutional position then what happens in that state what is the condition of that person pure spirit soul without subtle body is it clear understand all right okay thanks for asking the question <laughs> so <clears throat> so when now consider now he has a gross body that person has a gross body but doesn't have a subtle body what does he have then pure spirit soul in and apparently gross body that stage is called jivan mukta stage iha jasya harer dasye karmana manasa gira nikhilashopi avasthasu jivan mukta sauchate his jivan mukta jivan mukta means he is staying in the material body but he is pure spirit soul So now you tell me, when he leaves his material body, what happens? The spirit soul goes back to the spiritual world. So that is the purpose of our spiritual world. By being engaged in devotional service, we become situated in our pure spiritual identity. and then in due course of time we go back to the spiritual and even in this world when he is dwelling he is still jivan mukta swarup mukta he is liberated although he is apparently in his material body but here prabhupada is saying is his body material no it's spiritualized that's why prabhupada is giving the example of iron rod and fire when the iron rod becomes red hot in contact with fire then is it iron or fire fire <coughs> so his apparently material apparently material body is actually spiritualized jivan mukta and this state has another name called swarup siddhi that stage is the siddhi perfection of his swarup spiritual life and then when he leaves the body he goes back to the spiritual world that is called vastu siddhi so this is how this process actually works now in order to do that what do we have to do is it clear to everyone how many of you want to achieve your spiritual perfection and what is the process for achieving that perfection 
as we mentioned, being engaged in devotional service. And yes, in devotional service, the most prominent or most important aspect of devotional service in this age is chanting the Holy Name of the Lord. Chant the Holy Name of the Lord. How? Name Ruchi, right? Taste of the Holy Name. But it also involves two other aspects. Jive Daya, having compassion for other living entities. And the best way to display your compassion is by giving people the holy name and helping them in their spiritual life. Help them, help others in their spiritual life. And the other thing is Vaishnav Sevan. Vaishnava Shivan means serving the Vaishnavas. But in order to serve the Vaishnavas, you have to be <coughs> associating with them. Therefore, Sadhu Sangha, Sadhu Sangha, Sarva Shastra. Associate with everybody. I know in where most of you are actually in household situation. And it is difficult, I know that. In household situation, it is difficult to associate. Instead of associating with devotees, you end up associating with all kinds of whatever you call it. <laughs> <coughs> but this is a challenge, so what we have to do? That's, that's why we have to utilize our time in the best possible way to associate with the devotee. Please find some time to associate with devotees. An association of devotees should be in an appropriate way. Appropriate way in the sense Vaishnav Sevan. <coughs> Vaishnav, try to serve them. Now does it mean will all only serve the exalted Vaishnavas? <coughs> no. We should try to serve everybody. There are various ways of serving. When there is a junior devotee, yes, we serve them also. We serve them by helping them. Junior devotee should be helped with equal devote, equal ones, we should develop friendship. And with the superiors, we should develop shanta, respect. So this is how the association must take place. And mind you, the basic mood should be, what should be the basic mood? The basic mood should be, what can I do for you? Just that question will lead you to the appropriate situation. What can I do for you? Senior, what can I do for you? Equals, what can I do for you? Juniors, what can I do for you? So that should be our general attitude. What can I do for you? And that is how the beautiful spiritual atmosphere will be created. If I ask, I want to, you don't have to answer this question, but I'm asking you, within yourself you ask the question, you answer the question. <coughs> the question that I'll ask you, that are you associating with the devotees? Honestly, honestly, sincerely, you ask yourself, am I associating with the devotee? If you get the answer, yes, very good. But if you feel that the answer is no, then consider what, what needs to be done. So that is how <coughs> we have to you see, one thing always you should try to always remember that this spiritual journey is an internal journey. 
spiritual journey is not going out there. Spiritual journey is going within. Go within yourself. And spiritual world is within. Ridi Jasya Preranaya the inspiration from the heart is the is the fuel for spiritual journey. Yes, we deal externally, but actual journey is within. <coughs> Say when in Brahma Samhita, consider when Brahma what happened to Brahma, do you remember? Brahma tried to un find out his identity going externally, going outward. Did Brahma succeed? Then what did Brahma do? Brahma went within. And when he went within, then only he perceived the spiritual reality. It is not that Brahma was transported to some place and then he saw Chintamani Prakara Sadmasu No, this internal journey took Brahma to that world. So, <clears throat> so please consider that this is a very, very special gift that we have received from Srila Prabhupada. And now you consider how you are going to take advantage of this gift. In simple words we can say, uh, if you get uh, a billion rands, what will you do? If you get billion rands, will you just throw it away? You will consider how to how you are going to utilize What are you going to do with this billion rands? Okay, billion may be too much beyond that. <laughs> Consider a practical figure. Okay, million rands. If you get million rands, then what will you do? Will you want to consider like how best to utilize this money? Now similarly, what Srila Prabhupada gave us is priceless. Priceless means with no number you can calculate it, you can measure its value. Like it's, you know, not even billion, not even trillion, not even zillion. It is priceless. Meaning priceless means with any amount of money you cannot buy this. That's what Prabhupada gave. Now, how are you going to take advantage of that? How will you take advantage of that? Please think it over. Please think it over seriously. As I said that you don't have to answer me now. But please remember them and consider that. Uh, you know what, this kind of classes, it's better to have notes. Because these points, I tell you, you are hearing, but they will go away after five minutes. Five minutes after you leave the room, they will go away. Ranga Radhika, you are taking notes. Uh, so, when you take the notes, you send them to me, uh, and I'll send them to you for to distribute. Yeah. No, but the thing is fine, but everyone is not that WhatsApp group. So, uh, so we'll make it a point to distribute these points, uh, because these are important points. Like, and I want you all to remember and dwell in those points and try to consider that. So, <coughs> so please, uh, Take your spiritual life very, very seriously.
Now, as I asked you the question, are you associating with the devotees? If the answer is not really, then I'll give you certain means how to do that. Like, okay, let's see, how many of you really want to associate with the devotees? <laughs> then consider uh, to create a kind of a group like not very large groups maybe between three and five of you and make it a point that you are going to you are going to sort of be in regular touch with these Now, if I say, ask, uh, see, a group will need someone to lead, <coughs> someone to make arrangements for the meeting or you know, guide or lead. So, how many of you would like to lead such groups? <laughs> very humble. Okay. <laughs> How many of you would like to belong to a group that may be led by somebody? Okay. Very good. So what I'll suggest is you all make your group. How many of you would like to make such groups once again? So, so you all make a group and then within the group you figure out uh, who should actually assume the role of a leader. That may even rotate. Uh, so one person may lead for one month, then another devotee can lead the next month. Uh, so uh, in this way, you can create your groups and, and create leaders. So how many of you think that this is a good idea? How many of you think that you want to work on that idea? Yeah. So please do that huh? and you will see how it will help. You see, things have changed a lot. When we were young devotees, when we in the early days we actually didn't have this problem. We all were in the temple. Those days, householders were a rare commodity. <laughs> but now, the brahmacharis have become a rare commodity. And those days, I tell you, like association was so, so easy. And it's not that we had, you know, good and favorable uh, relationship with all the devotees. We used to have difficulties. But what we did, uh, automatically some groups developed like that. That, that we... And you know what we used to do? The days we used to be busy. In the evening, after evening aratik, we used to attend the Bhagavad Gita class. And after Bhagavad Gita class, we used to get Mahaprasad. <laughs> and like the Mahaprasad plate, which was big plate with all kinds of delicacies, <laughs> used to first go to the sannasis. <laughs> and then <clears throat> after the sannasis honored the prasad, then it used to come down <laughs> to us, the brahmacharis. And we used to relish it. We used to sit down, the temple commander used to <laughs> serve us. And, and then after that, we used to go back to our rooms, but we didn't go straight to sleep. We'd sit down and discuss. And so many wonderful points would come up. So, <coughs> 
I tell you, I mean, association of devotees is the most, most relishable thing in this world. <coughs> and please try to huh, find that association, create that association, and offer that association. I get to hear that whenever I come here, everyone gets fired up. <laughs> are you used to the expression? Are you familiar with the expression fired up? Yes. It's a typical ISKCON expression. <laughs> <laughs> fired up means becomes enlivened, enthusiastic. So, but the fire gets extinguished when they leave. <laughs> So, uh, remain fired up. Remain enthusiastic in your Utsahat, the first thing is enthusiasm. What actually causes development of spiritual advancement, development of spiritual life? Six things. Utsahat means enthusiasm. Nishchayat means confidence or have full faith. Dhoijat, have patience. Tattat karma, pravartanat. And Sangatyagat, satubritte. Sangatyagat, give up wrong association. But that may not be possible all the time, when, especially when you are in the household situation. But at least try to get the proper devotee association. And you know one thing I'll just request you to do? It may not sound very pleasant. That is, don't remain attached to your material situation forever. Rather, try to move in the other direction. Rather, consider how to free yourself from this. Like if you remain, like if you don't make any plan as such, you know, spiritual advancement, real spiritual advancement will be difficult. So I know it will, it's difficult, it's difficult, because family life means attachment. But what is the wise, what is the wise consideration? The wise consideration is, someday I have to give up all these relationships. <coughs> and if I don't prepare myself now, it's going to be extremely difficult when the time comes. And that is what Krishna Consciousness teaches us. These attachments we call Maya, we use the expression, He is in Maya, Maya, Maya. But we don't really consider how much Maya we are already in. This is Maya. Our material attachments are Maya. In simple word, Maya means material attachments. So prepare for that. That's what the Vedic, Vedic culture is teaching us. Huh? What is the understanding? Up to 50, okay. Go ahead. Up to 25, Brahmachari. Then get married, huh? or maybe 16 to 20, maybe. Brahmachari. <laughs> and then, okay, household life. But then, household life forever? Until death? What is the understanding? Pancha Shordhe Banang Brajet. Banang Brajet means go to the forest. Go to the forest means cut these attachments. And that is what Vedic culture is. The kings and monarchs is to give up their attachments. You know the story of Bharat Maharaj. You know the story of Yudhishthir Maharaj. You know the story of all these exalted Vaishnavas. Although it, it doesn't sound very pleasant, but you know, 
this is the reality this is what we have to do we have to prepare ourselves to cut this material attachments to sever or uh, free ourselves from this It may not be physically possible to go to the forest, but consider how to free ourselves from those material And I'll tell you, like, it keeps on increasing. There's no way you can become free from it unless and until you make an endeavor. Unless and until you make an endeavor, it's not going to because the first attachment will be between husband and wife. Yes, deep attachment. Then, children. Husband-wife relationship may become little slack. <laughs> but, the attachment goes to children. Then the children grow up and then they go away or so forth. Attachment grows with the grandchildren. <laughs> and it goes on and on and on. Like, you know, please consider these points, you know, sincerely. Like, you know, this is what we really have to deal with. This is what we really have to deal with. Because that is another version of consideration. Death is inevitable. Materialistic people don't want to think about death. But the Vaishnavas, the first thing they think about is death. First thing in, in the sense, he considers what is beyond that. What's going to happen? What's going to happen when that situation will arise? When that situation will come? And the reality is, it can come at any moment. It can come at any moment. Therefore, our attitude should be, am I prepared? If death comes now, am I prepared? Isn't that the appropriate way of dealing with the situation? Because death can come at any moment. And if I'm not prepared, then what will happen? then I'm, the I'm running the risk of coming back again. It may sound very nice, I'll come back again, but there is no guarantee in where and how we are going to come back. There is no guarantee that we'll come back in Iskon. We In our next life, first of all, there is no guarantee that in the next life we'll get a human body. We know that the life of a very, very exalted personality like Bharat Maharaj. He got a dear body. So these are the possibilities. So if we get a... Anyway, and even if I get a human body, is there any guarantee that I'll come across Krishna Consciousness once again? So these are the serious consider considerations that we have to consider in our in our in the progress of our life in our process of practicing devotional service <coughs> am i talking too many unpleasant things to me no. <laughs> And <clears throat> so uh, please take full advantage and that's why we need the association of devotees. You know, I'll just tell you one thing. Maybe, how many of you read uh, The Ocean of Mercy? Okay. So, there I actually mentioned one. Now Prabhupada, after, after Prabhupada gave me sannas, Prabhupada just told me, to be a sannasi means 
even if you are alone in an island with the most beautiful woman, you won't be attracted. <laughs> that is the meaning of sannyas. So I actually told Prabhupada, oh Prabhupada, that's why probably some spiritual uh, institution don't have anything to do with women. They don't even look at a woman. They are not supposed to even look at it. To what extent they succeed, I don't know. <laughs> because uh, in other age it could, could have been possible, but now it's practically impossible. <clears throat> so Prabhupada said, no. Not by not looking at a woman, you can become free from that desire, that attraction. If by chance, one looks at a woman, then he'll become attracted. So this is not good. And he gave the example of Vishamitra. 64,000 years of austerity. And he heard the ankle bell of a dancing girl from heaven. Then Prabhupada told me, the, so then I asked, then how should we, Prabhupada, how should we, you know, remain fixed up in, in spiritual path, sannara fashion. And Prabhupada said, association of And you know then what Prabhupada mentioned? Maya is very strong. Because Maya is Krishna's energy. But Maya is Krishna's external energy. Whereas association of devotees is Krishna's internal energy. That's why association of devotees is stronger than Maya. And if one remains in the association of devotees, then Maya won't be able to do anything. And I tell you time and time and time again I'm seeing how true that is. No matter how weak I am, but because by remaining in the association of devotees, I sailed through for the last 40 years. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> so are you all going to become fixed up in your spiritual life? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Did it come from here or here? <laughs> okay, I'm sure it came all the way from here. Because it sounded so sincere. So what will you do? Will you create a group of um, your, among yourselves of group of uh, group for association? Like, you know, the various factors can be the purpose or objective like some devotees who are in close to your house that can be one consideration some devotees whose association we you crave for create your association with those devotees some devotees who you look up to with great awe and reverence as a, as your role model so this is how you consider how you are going to create this association. So please create this association and become very, very fixed up in your spiritual. Very fixed up means understanding that this is not the place where we, we are going to be forever. And these are not the place, this is, the things of this world is not going to go with us. In that respect, the other day I mentioned one anecdote with, uh, about Guru Nanak. Everyone loved it. Do you want to hear it? Yes. How many of you heard it? How many of you want to hear it? 
Okay. You know who Guru Nanak is? How many of you know who is Guru Nanak? How many of you don't know? How many? Okay. How many of you know what a Sikh community is? Those who wear turban, and there are not many in South South Africa, but they are a very large religious group, and their leader is Guru Nanak. Guru Nanak was a great saintly personality. Uh, who was contemporary of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and it is believed that he met Sri Chaitanya. So <clears throat> he used to. He was a uh, saintly person in India. The saintly person used to travel from place to place. So one day, a very rich man invited Guru Nanak. To his house, and when he went to his house, he saw that there are many flags uh, hoisted in poles. So he asked, just he asked, what is the significance of these flags? And he was told that each flag indicates this person. When he gathers, when he collects one thousand gold coins, he puts up one. So, so many flags. How many gold gold coins he had? That showed how rich that person was. Many, many. <coughs> so, <coughs> while leaving that person's house. Guru Nanak gave him one needle, and can you please keep it for me? And I will ask it back when I'll need it. When will you need it? In my next life. When I meet you in my next life, I'll ask this needle back from you. So he said, "How come? How am I going to carry this needle in my neck?" <laughs> so Guru Nanak said, "Oh, you won't be able to carry this needle. Needle? Then how are you going to carry all these gold coins?" <laughs> Isn't it a wonderful example? Yes. Huh? Like this is what we have to remember. Let's not become. Let's not become attached to our. Let's not become attached to our material possession. Because we won't be able to carry any of it. So, the proper utilization of wealth is engaging in Krishna service. Everything is properly utilized when it is engaged in Krishna service. Somebody has that ability to speak. How should he use his ability? Yeah, speaking about Krishna. Somebody has the ability to write. How should he utilize his ability by writing about? Somebody has the ability to sing. How should he utilize his ability by singing about Krishna? Somebody is very expert in making money. Why is silent? <laughs> <laughs> How should it be utilized? Okay. Not only money, everything, all the, as I said, all the abilities that you have, use them in Krishna's service, and that is the perfection. Of our possessions, perfection of our life, and it is not that in order to do things for Krishna, you have to be very rich. How many of you are in the retreat, the seminar? How many of you remember the anecdote of Sridhar? Sridhar. 
Okay, many of you forgot. <laughs> Sridhar used to maintain himself by just selling banana leaves and banana husks and banana flowers. And what he used to do, whatever he collected, half he used to in worship Ganga and half he used to use for utilizing, maintaining himself. But how did Chaitanya Mahaprabhu consider him? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Sridhar, I know you have a lot of wealth. <laughs> you are very wealthy. What kind of wealth Mahaprabhu is talking about? The spiritual wealth. And Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu will consider that wealth. If you have your children, what are you going to do? Huh? <laughs> Engage them in Krishna's service. Train them up to become devotees of Krishna. So in this way, let us use the objects that are dear to us in serving Krishna. And I must admit, many of you have brought up your children very nicely. I am seeing that they are they are so spiritually inclined and many of them want to go to Mayapur and have their sabbatical there. <laughs> so don't hold them back when they want to do that. Of course, I know the mothers are, are cons parents are concerned about the girls, but the girls are smart nowadays. They can take care of themselves, and when they go to holy dham like my people now, taken care. Thank you all very much. All glories to Srila Prabhupada, Gold Premanandi.